Welcome, freelancers, to our weekly episode of the Freelancers Codex podcast. Strap into your javelins and let's get ready to go. Your hosts, Stephen, Devin, Mike, and JD, are set to tackle all things Anthem. Get in on the discussion. Tweet us at Freelancer Codex. Find us on Facebook at Freelancer Codex. Or hit us up on email at freelancercodex at gmail.com. Welcome, freelancers, to episode 46 of the Freelancer Codex podcast. I am your host, Steve, along with my co-hosts, Mike, Devin, JD, and a very special guest, Ash, or Lady Insanity. Um, guys, how you doing today? I just realized I played like the wrong intro bumper. I played the really slow one, and it kind of threw everyone off. Sometimes it happens. I mean, we've only been doing this for like a little bit over a year. So, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. What so to go say. ahead and this delete kind of that thing one. Happens. Just delete it. So just get rid of it. How about we do this? Well, I could do that. We'll do this. Mike, why don't you just free flow with the actual introduction right now? Give us how it is, and then we can go from there. No? Welcome, freelancers, to the weekly episode of the Freelancer Codex podcast. That's actually Your hosts, Stephen, Devin, JD, Mike, and special guest Ash are ready to go. Strap into your javelins, and let's drop in. Wow, you can like do that on just like... On nice. at the touch of a button, can't you? I'm, I'm a professional. I'm a professional. All right, very good. That's, that's what creepy. I do. That's well, guys, what I, do. I am back. I am back. Maybe that's what it is. I've got all this energy from being gone for two weeks. I appreciate you guys keeping the ship afloat as I was gone. Um, it, it was really hard to do it sometimes. Um, I'm, I'm, I, I kind of I listened. It was good. It was good. I appreciate it. It was good. Well, we appreciate you guys. You, being did, you guys back. did a great job. We and brought- so yeah. I'm glad to be back. We brought a special guest on to make up for you being gone, but then you showed up. We no one thought you were going to be here. We thought you were just going to be done. But Mike's <laughs> back. Ash is here. <laughs> this is the Freelancer Codex podcast, the longest running Anthem podcast on the internet, where we focus only on Anthem and all things Anthem. Today, Ash, we brought Ash on, who is a very well-known Bioware aficionado. Ash, would you call yourself a Bioware aficionado? Um, I've dabbled in once or twice or all the games, just a little bit. So when you say dabble, so I think, you know, maybe playing a couple hours, but you probably, I mean, how many hours do you think you've logged across all Bioware titles? Just, just a number off the top of your head. Oh boy. That is an embarrassing question. Maybe. I mean, we, we we have, no, go ahead. I was going to say we have destiny players that have over 1700 hours, so don't be too embarrassed. I mean. Well, if we're considering all Bioware games, I would definitely say it's over 5,000 at this point. Ooh. Pay me my money. I won. (laughs) I won. So so what... Pay me my money. So what was the thing that drew you to Bioware games then? To to spend that much time and that much... I mean, mean, time's an investment. So what is it about Bioware games that keeps you coming back and keeps you invested in them? I mean... So the way that I started off was, I think it was, well, I technically started off in Mass Effect 3, but the game that I like devoured was Dragon Age Origins. And the reason why I got so hard into that was because of the choices that you could have, like the different origin stories. So I chose like the city elf story. And that is a really dark story. And that was my like first like real like inkling into Dragon Age and I was kind of scarred for life. And I'm like, this is a good scarring. Okay. I- I'll keep playing. This is nice. So the darkness nice. drew you in then. I so, went straight to the dark. So you went straight to the dark. You're like going on your way to be a Sith Lord. 
You I are. like it. You went. You wow. went evil. So and, and also <laughs> you you are also a EA play an EA game changer, correct? That is correct. Yes. Can you talk a little bit about that? How you got into being a a game changer for EA? Um. Uh, so, I mean, how did I get involved? Pretty much, I was just. Uh, I wanted to start back up my channel again. I've been doing Bioware content for a long time now, like several years. And uh, I was just kind of inquiring about like EA Play or whatever. And they're like, oh, hey, by the way, we have this program that we would like you to join. And it's uh, pretty much up your alley because you're doing all this content. I'm like, sure. I don't know what this is, but okay, let's join. Nice. (laughs) Very cool. That's it. I mean, really, yeah. I've devoted all my life to Bioware. So, I mean, so I mean, it's kind of like you're a shoe yeah. and it's like you're already in it. You're going to be here for the long run. Might as well just have you uh, help promote the game, right? So, yeah, in too I'm deep. trapped. <laughs> nice. in too deep. So, yeah, now you can never get out. So, you'll be talking. Once they have you, Turians well, she, and she's I think Turians are a Mass Effect thing. <laughs> so, as so all of you are about just about to get into. So. <laughs> yeah. So so as You're someone that is you as someone kind. that has been in the Bioware ecosystem, we'll call it for this long. How how do you look? How does Anthem look to you with all the changes to no romances, not like the real set dialogue wheel, but you know more simplistic dialogue branches? Is that something that mm-hmm. as a longtime Bioware fan, you're you're glad they're changing? You're kind of you wish they would keep doing that in in the new IP. Um. Well. So whenever the new AP got announced and everything, it was very, from the beginning, it's going to be a shared cooperative RPG experience. Like, that was already, like, stated. So I was like, okay, I should not expect the second coming of Mass Effect or Dragon Age or Coder or anything like that, despite how much I really want (laughs) that to be the case. But I don't know, like, Anthem, Anthem's interesting to me because it's, it's the developer that I've fell in love with. Like I love their games and all that, but they're kind of stemming into like this really interesting um, take of like, okay, we're gonna try something that we've done on a small scale, bring it up to large scale, and we'll see how we do. And it's like, okay, like you're gonna bring a whole bunch of different people who like uh, Destiny and like like these different kinds of games, and then bring them into the fold, and then we show them Mass Effect and Dragon Age, and they're indoctrinated for life. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> that's how I interpret it. So I'm good with it. Well, good. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of a letting them branch out and see what they can do with this. And setting expectations where they should be set, not overhyping it and getting too excited. Because we all know what happens when you get too excited about something. It never lives up, never lives up to it. So, mm-hmm. so we should just stop. 17,000 hours later. I know. 17,000 <laughs> hours later. 46 episodes what? later on the Freelancer Codex podcast. And Anthem will never live up to what we expect of it. So speaking of expectations, we have a couple of story tidbits we want to we wanna cover. Things we want to go over, recap, I guess, of the story that we know so far about Anthem. We don't know a ton. We do have some tidbits here and there that we want to discuss. So we're going to talk about the things that we do know. So Devin, you're going to give us a quick breakdown. What do we know about the Shapers? Who are they? What are they? How much food do they eat? I mean, what do we know about the Shapers? Well, I see you brushed over our get to know you segment. So <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I just don't want to get to know you guys that much more. I mean, if you want to go back to go with well, the flow, you just upset my favorite movie's Twilight. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
it's like I'm not even gonna touch that. So, but you had to bring it up. Well done, Man, you got it like, in there. Like I'm really sorry that that's out now for people to know because because now there goes our six viewers. There it so. goes. It's done. They're we're gone. All done. Now we go, we're all, right, all sparkly. Which team we're are you, Steven? Uh, <laughs> I see what you did there. Shapers, um, they're a thing in a game that we cover. Shapers, yes. Uh, so we'll get. Well, you just want me to start right here at the top, right? I want you so to tell us shapers, what we know about them. What we know about them, right? Okay. So they're not on the world anymore, right? So they were in the process of building the world, and they left. We have no re- understanding or uh, idea of why they left, right? So um, they are the gods, as the people uh, on the planet uh, deem them the gods. So. Um, how long have they been worshipped? I don't know. We know the freelancers, uh, they kind of go back, what, like 100 years or so? That is um, our understanding, yes. Yeah, so, um, yeah, they worked with the Anthem of Creation, and uh, there's a lot of story information that we don't know. But, I mean, the basic gist is they were building the world, they left, they created all this crazy stuff, and uh, left us to fend for ourselves. So. Well, and the big thing is that they left their tools, right? Yeah, so all the, the shape of relics, mm-hmm. all the crazy things that are going on in the world um, are all there for us to go and interact with. The and big, the big extension cords that they left laying around, the not power relics, cords, they're extension so not cords. Extension they're extension cords. cords. Um, those the things uh, have Mike Gamble interview here. For- <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, so we, we said they kind of left us here to fend on their own, but we, we actually don't know why they left. Yeah. That's kind of up in the air. And they, they've talked in a couple panels that that really isn't the point of figuring out what happened, you know, d- with the Shapers. They said mm-hmm. that that's not going to be something we're going to explore and find out and figure out, like, the whole story about that in the in the story of Anthem, which is kind oh, of interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because that's, I yeah, mean, this why? is, yeah. the beginning is, we always want to know what happened before. And this is... You know, why did they leave? Was it just, you know, they didn't pay their rent, so they had to leave the solar system? We know they're, I mean, how many planets did they make? I mean, imagine with these kind of tools, they're probably making more than one planet. So, are they big creatures? Are they like celestial beings from, like, the Marvel Cinematic Universe that are just giant, and they can put these little things together, so their planets are just toys to them? I mean, this is like... Yeah, well, I mean, I like to think of that part of the story as, like, the high-level story you know like we're just getting started with anthem so they they don't want to bring us too much into the deep lore right no nope. gotta get milk before meat right steven so i mean yes. they don't want to choke us with uh, with all that knowledge right no but uh, i mean they have to introduce the world to us the universe and get us all there i'm sure eventually we're going to find out why and more about them but like they i mean they've already told us the, the main story is about the dominion and uh, for the first part of the game. But so, I don't know. I mean, it'd be interesting to see how deep the lore goes that we can find in the game and how much it's really going to tell us about the Shapers and who they are and what they did. So. In typical Bioware fashion, they're not going to show us really, not go in depth into what these people are until like progressing to the story and getting like these little, small little slivers of information. And then, well, once we finish up with the Dominion, whatever happens there, then maybe we'll actually get some more information on, oh, okay, this is the world of what was left over. But I imagine Bioware's not even going to tell us flat out for a very long time. 
and hopefully with the way that they have the game built that it'll be possible for content to continue so that it'll be easier for them to add in these little story pieces as we uncover them through the years as we play the game so it is something that oh you can find this story bit about the shapers here and this is new here so it kind of gives you something to those people that enjoy looking for lore and all the story bits, it'll have something for them to keep coming back. Instead of for those that just like to shoot things in the face, it'll give opportunities for everyone to come back to the game. So, and then like we shooting stuff. A lot of people do like shooting stuff in the face. A lot of people like shooting stuff. A lot of people like story too. Yeah, and then we have the Legion of Dawn. We know the Legion of Dawn are the first to have created javelins, according to a little blurb on the pre-order on the pre-order page um, for Anthem. So they were first to create the javelins. They were first to start defending the people. Um, I don't know if that's just defending the people from the wild of the planet. Um, in the very beginning teaser trailer in 2017, um, they showed the wall that was defending the fort with a bunch of scratch marks. So I don't know if that's what the Legion of Dawn was all about, just defending the people that were, that were living in the fort from all the wild animals that were trying to eat everyone's face off, or if they were actually protecting people from the scar, or if it was protection from the Dominion. But we do know they were the first ones to create the javelins. I wonder how long the Legion of Dawn defended people without javelins. I mean, because you gotta, you gotta ex suspect that there's like a progression, right? Like, like all civilizations, maybe, maybe stone and and wood weapons kind of thing, and then they progressed up to javelins? Or do you think they always had the technology? Um, I think it's possible that some of the Shaper technology was introduced pretty early, so they might have skipped some of those steps. Maybe. But <clears throat> I, I would think so if you have these giant power conduits, you know, pieces of metal that are already formed that you can kind of just scavenge off of. I mean, a lot I mean, of... that's already in the javelins, right? So they don't... So a lot of the stuff, they don't know how it works, they just know it works. So, yeah, we got that. Science, because science. Science. Really, Star Wars. Science. Go ahead. I really hope that uh, whenever we're going through the world that we'll be actually see older javelins, like ancient javelins. Not necessarily like the Legion of Dawn, but like just kind of archaic like, ones left over. Maybe like one made out of wood or something, because that's the materials they had at the time. Like, <laughs> like a wood javelin, the wooden javelin. Pretty sure there's pretty sure there's gonna be a wood javelin. You mark oh, my words. Man. There should be. Well, right? I... <laughs> we talked to Jonathan about that at EA Play. He thought that was hilarious. He thought that was pretty funny. I I still think I still think I'm holding out anyway. <laughs> for a wooden javelin skin. I am totally. I will be the first to purchase to purchase it. <laughs> Rock that. Oh man. <laughs> and, javelin. and I think that that is there is a lot of possibilities or opportunities for for us to discover old ancient javelins that were used by the heroes that defended the fort or went off to explore out in the wilds as far as they could go that died in flight or ran out of energy or shaper you know the anthem of creation that powers them I don't know what powers the javelins but, I mean, there's opportunities to find javelins like that, and I think that would add a lot of lore and a lot of, that would add a, a lot of backstory to Anthem. So I think yeah. that would be a great idea. Yeah, and we also have the Fortress of Dawn, which we kind of talked about a little bit last week, that entire region that's called the Fortress of Dawn, uh, or sub-region, I should say. And we don't know if it's currently occupied. We don't know if it's just a hollowed-out spot yet. We haven't really seen any of it in the game, so that could be very well a place that's full of just you know like half destroyed or even just somewhat intact like old javelins that are just no longer operational for one reason or another which then of course brings up the question of like 
what happened to the Legion of Dawn? Like, what happened here? Like, if, you know, if it's not the question of where did the gods go or what made them leave, maybe that's the main question that we're supposed to be focusing on. So. I'm curious how far the Dominion is, because if they are inhabiting the Fortress of Dawn, then, or maybe they're even further off and they're off map and we don't actually see them other than maybe just scouts or whatnot. But I'm curious mm -hmm. what right. inhabits these areas. Mark did say they were to the north, right, in one of the interviews that he did. Mm -hmm. um, and there are two more regions, I believe, up on the map that we haven't seen to the north. So I was wondering that same thing is like, have they kind of tamed the area? What I mean, are they in control of the area? You know, those kind of things. So, yeah, it seemed like very like Attack on Titan. I don't know if any of you uh, watched that, but like, right. it's all within the walls, and then they have this like little small area, and then everything yeah. else is trying to kill them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. if the if the Dominion is like as big of a threat as they are making them out to be, like it does really beg the question: like, what kind of situation or setup do they have as their uh, base of operations? Because obviously, they're well enough equipped to be a like a named threat to humanity on this planet as we know it. So, oh. I agree. Sorry, I was distracted by uh, responding to chat. You guys caught me. You caught me unaware. <laughs> I was talking to I'm sorry. So we also, we do know um, a little bit about the freelancers. We know that the freelancers <laughs> were once lauded as these great um, defenders, probably because of the Legion of Dawn. And I don't know, they probably branched off and started doing small jobs, helping people out, probably trying to make some money, trying to make a living on this planet. And we know that the freelancers have fallen kind of on hard times. We don't know if that's because of some great... Um, betrayal that happened within the freelancers. We don't know if I mean, we do know that there is, there's a different faction called the Lancers. We don't know if there was a some sort of argument where they broke up and the Lancers just kind of went off to do their own thing. The freelancers were just kind of down out on their luck, didn't have what they needed to keep doing what freelancers do, I guess. But we do know that we're down on our luck and we're trying to regain that former glory that we once had. And maybe that's to regain the favor of the people. Um, maybe the people are looking to, for other means to be protected. Maybe the, the Sentinels have kind of taken that over. Um, they are the ones in Fort Tarsus that are kind of walking around with the blue tabards on. So maybe they kind of took that over. And they're the new protectors of the fort. And freelancers are trying to regain that back. Um, that's a possibility. I don't know if... You know, it, as you guys have heard that we said that the freelancers are down on their luck. Does that mean... To, to you guys, does that mean that's like something we're trying to get back or it's just, well, I guess we're just not what we used to be or we want to see yeah, what we used to be? At the... That's something we're trying to get back, right? I mean, we're our freelancer, we're part of the new generation of freelancers that are trying to maybe regain trust or something. Maybe some freelancers screwed things up. Maybe they left to go to the Dominion. Who knows? But, I mean, I think they've kind of talked about that, how we're starting out and trying to get us back uh, into the glory that you know, or the the standing that the freelancers used to be in. So. I wonder, maybe it's like uh, the lancers, the group itself, kind of ventured too far, maybe, or the freelancers ventured too far and maybe woke the dominion. Maybe, maybe that's where the dominion comes in, and so that could create the the divide and the well, you guys went too far and you broke our rules, and so you can't be with us anymore, and so you have to go do your own thing, kind of thing. I could see that maybe as a as a plot point in the story, kind of sparking this whole um, 
the whole arc of the story, maybe. Yeah, Okumio in the chat says it could be something similar to Halo Combat Evolved, where they they awoke the flood right in the middle of fighting the Covenant. So something kind of similar. Yeah. Hmm. I yeah. go ahead. That actually, that sounds like a good idea. Like whenever I see this, like with the Lancers, the Freelancers, or whatever group is also still in Fort Tarsus, like I just see a power struggle and a resource struggle because yeah. it's like. Like they're trying to get back to the glory, but because everything's so handcrafted and everything's like scavenging for sources almost, it feels like there's a lot of struggle to um, not just get yourself into the glory, but getting uh, enough to get by. So it seems like all of these are just small groups that are what, what's the word? Not divided, but kind yeah, of for they're kind divided, of divided yeah they're forced yeah. to live with each other yeah. just because of the safety that the wall the wall gives the f- them a faction mm-hmm. system yeah i mean it's like so living, then, it's so like then we have these characters older brothers that, right you have to yeah yeah we have these characters that that attach themselves to the freelancers you know our what are they called our ciphers and then even yeah. even the guy from from EA's um, 2017 trailer with uh, what was his name Praxley? Praxley coming, Praxley. yeah, coming to a freelancer versus someone else he could have gone to. It makes you wonder, like, so are we just like pay for play mercenaries type of thing? Like, are we just for hire people that go out and do stuff? So, I, I mean, and, and so are there tiers then? Are there tiers of people that we are going to have to fight with? Are the lancers the high end? Are the freelancers in the middle? Because didn't Praxley say that? He kind of is coming to us because the other people he hired weren't freelancers, and so maybe they were yeah. a step below. I don't know. Like they were like, cheaper, and but they couldn't. You know, they said they could do it, but they couldn't, and they were cheaper. It's like I should have just gone to the freelancers anyways. But I so, mean, so who do you th- who do you think they were then, Devin? Were they lancers? Were they sentinels? Um, because those are the only two groups that we've heard of. Is it an is it another group that we haven't heard of? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, because I mean, it could just be small factions of people that are like. Hey, I, we can go and get stuff done too, just like the freelancers or somebody else. Um, but obviously, they're not as successful. Right. And I mean, we do know, like in the in the beginning of the demo, they're like, "Oh, there's you know, convoys are being attacked," and then like, "Oh, this contract's getting exciting." And so I'm sure a lot of it's going to be contract work. Of hey, you know, I mean, maybe not the story missions, but a lot of the stuff that we're doing is going to be we got to go fulfill this contract because they, I mean, they kind of talked about the freelancers as basically. Uh, hot shots or whatever, you know, the firefighters that go out yeah. and there's a problem and we go and fix the problem. We're not always out there, you know, patrolling like sentinels or whatever, like on guard all the time or whatever. When there's a problem, they call the freelancers, we take care of it, and then we go on our way. So, Yeah, this is this is a part that I've been, I've been waiting for since uh, I joined the podcast, which is we now have, like, Bioware has started giving us the pieces to uh, like some of the mysteries of their lore uh, that you know are either going to get answered in the game or as the game goes along or maybe in future updates. Uh, and I, I'm sure Ash knows what I'm talking about. That how Bioware just they'll they'll give you all the pieces that you need to solve this puzzle, but you have absolutely no idea how all of them fit in. We, I mean, because we got we got the Legion of Dawn, we got the Lancers, we got the Freelancers, we got the Sentinels, we got the Dominion, we got the Shapers, we got the Scars, and we have no idea how it all fits together just yet. And this is this is kind of like what I what I love experiencing is like slowly unraveling that mystery as you play the game. And it's it's great to see it happening all over again. You're like a ground level. Back at it. Christmas time for JD. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so and as we as we think about the Dominion, we know you, we've talked about the Dominion. They want to kind of they want to take over the world. They want to harness and weaponize the anthem of creation. And the actual job of the freelancers, is there, as Mark Darrow was talking about in the interview, is we, we're supposed to stop. We're supposed to stop the Dominion, and that's kind of the main overarching story um, right now in Anthem. So I think when, when you take a really amazing world that, that we have in Anthem with all the, the wildlife, things trying to kill us all the time, plants trying to kill us all the time, and you take that and you make humans, you know, also trying to kill you all the time it's kind of an interesting power dynamic it's like you know why why can't we work together to to kind of tame mm-hmm. this land instead of trying to use the anthem of creation as a weapon because we're really what what would the dominion want to do with that i mean are, are they trying to just enslave people on this planet i can't imagine that would be a goal on a planet that has so few people on it anyway that they want to enslave people I mean, resources what? are resources, right? I mean, whether there's a few or a lot, they want control of everything. And so that's the way that they can do that. They can control everything, dictate how the world is ran from the human perspective, you know. Um, so. so it's kind of just we need to control all this and we want it to run the way we want it to be run. So that's yeah, kind I mean, of the goal. It's a constant, you know, always the same power, uh, not scheme, but struggle. Um, struggle where it's like. These people, they want things done their way, and maybe they got kicked out, and so they're like, "Well, we're going to go do our own thing, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to, uh, you know, we're going to show you guys because uh, maybe they wanted to force everybody to do things a certain way, and that's not how it's working, and so they're going to try and find, uh, you know, a way to use the anthem of creation to create weapons and other ways to." Gain dominance or dominion. Over everyone. So. <laughs> yeah, on that end, I think it's also um, the way that the dominion works is also I like if I had to pretend I was in their shoes, I would also be angry at the freelancers because the way that it is is that for Tarsus, I mean the freelancers, what they do is they deactivate these different. Um, these different artifacts they don't do anything with it they don't like they just basically disable it completely and if i were part of the dominion and i want power or whatever it would be a waste of resources and it just seems like why would you do that when we can harness it and like if you can figure out how to control it then it would be worthwhile but it seems if i were to put myself in the dominion shoes like all they're doing is just i don't know what this thing does but it makes things go big so i turn it off so. Yeah, yeah. And, and it could very much and then, be. And then the, they sit around going, "Stop turning my stuff off." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the Dominion, I mean, a game like this, you could always think that you know maybe it is almost you know the Anthem of Creation is a deity to them, so interfering with the things that their deity is doing is contrary to their whole beliefs is their belief system. So it's something that they want to stop. For so, sure. Well, I mean, yeah. Mike Gamble said in one of the interviews he did for Game Inform, it was like. It's not good and bad, you know, or good versus bad. They're kind of just uh, in the middle ground. They're they're in a gray area where one, like kind of what Ash was saying, is like one side's doing, going one direction. They want it to be one way, and freelancers are going the other. But still, the Dominion wants to use that power, uh, you know, to gain dominance over everyone. So, 
Yeah, and it should be noted that they are attempting or trying to make efforts to weaponize the Anthem of Creation. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're good at it. It, it, it may not even be that it's necessarily a bad idea. I mean, if controlling the planet that is hostile to you know your entire race, that's not the worst idea in the world. However, if it's like if they just don't care uh, that their attempts are, you know endangering the lives of everybody and maybe even destroying resources in the uh, pursuit of gaining full control over this planet or over the shaper tech then that could be the reason why you want to take them down it has nothing to do with a difference of ideology just so much as a hatred of the consequences mm -hmm. yeah and we do know that pretty soon i think that they said the next time that they're going to talk to us we're going to get a lot more story information so all this speculation, we'll just have to throw it out the window because we're most likely be wrong, except for the whole wooden javelin thing. And then we'll get all the new information that, it's there. that they want us to have. It's going to be it's there. there. You it believe it? There. It's there. It's well, true. They said the next time was going to be story, but then like a couple days later, the developers like, well, we're going to have a blog post about music. So Well, we can't trust a thing they say. So <laughs> changing things all the time, giving us tidbits here and there. So well, Mark can just come out of nowhere and be like, hey, let's talk about this real quick. I guess yeah, that's yeah. true. He's... I don't know if he's still doing an AMA. I've kind of like stopped looking at his Twitter feed because they're all the same questions answered questions over and over again. Too. Was it just about the PS4 date and stuff like that again? I'm sure it was. But. No, it was... Uh, what was it about? It was like multiple consoles with the Legion of Dawn codes and things like that. Oh, so. All the good, important uh, stuff. Yeah. Yep. So, real quick, unless there's anything else you guys want to touch on story, I would like to kind of move on to something that's been all over um mark's been talking a lot about this on his ama there's been a lot of threads pop up on the anthem subreddit and a lot of talk in the anthem discord about pvp and first i want to know how many of you guys um are big um, player versus player players do you guys normally jump into pvp modes in games that you play that have them uh yes for me not so much for me mm. I used to compete in esports, so I've always loved PvP. Uh, but I don't know how to feel about Bioware doing PvP. So were you like a Halo PvP player, Call of Duty? Yeah, uh, Halo, Call of Duty, um, Shadowrun, if you remember that game being, uh, existing yeah. way back when. <laughs> I used to play Shadowrun when it was just pen and paper. So what we need to have, we need to have Ash and Devin one-on-one Halo 2 era ash is that Ooh. kind of like when you're your original Halo 2 lockout wait no not lockout shoot um hang them high i'm trying to remember it <clears throat> be halo 2 hang them high right okay so we're gonna have off off uh off the cast we'll have a one-on-one uh, -on -one, see who wins devin and ash going at it <laughs> our two pv plea and aficionados so nice so as far as PvPV goes, um, we've been hearing everyone wants, they don't want it to be like so PvP focused, but they want an option to fight against each other is from a lot of things, a lot of the things that I've been seeing, because it seems like a lot of people are on board with um, Bioware that they don't want to have to balance PvE weapons against PvP weapons. So they do want that separate, but they still want something in the game. Do you guys agree that they even need to have any form of PvP in Anthem at all, Mike? Um, now, now, I'll preface this with I'm not a PvP, you know, proponent, fan, whatever. When my group is playing PvP, I'll play it. Um, 
just to to stay with the group that I'm in, um, it's not my favorite thing to do. I I don't feel, and I would probably, for me, it would probably take a long time for me to even start the PvP part of the game if it were to come with one, because I'd be focused on PvE, finishing story, um, leveling, stuff like that kind of thing, getting used to the four different javelins, honing skills that way. I I don't think, for me, PvP is not where I would hone skills. Um, and there's no real draw for me um, to PvP. So I don't think, hopefully, and, and it has been said that, that this game isn't going to come with it, and I hope they stick with that, and I hope they stick to that, but I, I don't feel a need for PvP and Anthem. JD, do you have a, uh, a PvP preference? Um... Not really. I mean, for me, when it comes to PvP, it just comes to it. Just usually comes down to what re- really you know uh, I enjoy. I don't enjoy every type of PvP I played. Um, I played a lot of Destiny PvP. I love the Iron Banner. I love the Trials of Osiris and stuff like that. Um, I liked For Honor. I liked um, Titanfall Two. I used to play a ton of Halo uh, PvP when I was in middle school and high school, but it's just not really as much of my thing anymore. It's, uh, it... It's because you're getting old and the reflexes aren't what they used to be, right? <laughs> oh, no. I am I'm significantly better. Like, oh. when, I was a, when I was a teenager, I was so bad at PvP. I was losing all the time. Now my, my brain has finally calmed down. I have steady aim. I'm like, this is fantastic. It's just boring. All right, so Ash, Ash and Devin as a... Like Devin is one of the top PvP PvP players that I know. Ash, I just learned that you also competed, um, you know, in PvP. So what what would be the argument to put PvP in the game? Is there any? Um, I mean, is what there would, any argument? What would is they, there any? Yeah. Would there be benefits to putting PvP in Anthem? Um. Okay. Uh, I would say. Yes, for longevity purposes, but the thing is that I would not want... I mean, they're not going to do it because they already confirmed it, but as long as it's like 100 days after the game released and they say, okay, now we'll implement PvP, it's like, okay, I'm fine with that because everyone's already experienced the story, the core world, like what Anthem is about, and it's, you know, like we already passed on there and now we have... uh, and if they were to implement PvP, then that gives like us um, more purpose of why we want to continue playing opposed to just doing more cooperative uh, uh, raids or was it the strongholds? The strongholds, uh, like, yeah. Yeah, with like three other people. Because I can see that getting really, not exactly boring over time, but it's just kind of like, okay, we're doing the same content over and over again. I want to be able to uh, show off my character, how far I progress, other than say, a scoreboard, or not a scoreboard, a leaderboard across, like, global or whatnot. Um, for me, PvP is kind of like an afterthought. Like, it can be great, but you should get the foundation started first before you jump into having people first play PvP, continue to play PvP. You're going to get a lot of people who are playing that, and then they only want changes that are affecting PvP and not the story, the campaign, or can, like trying to change any of that or building on top of it. So that's how I see it. Okay, Devin, do you have a? 
Yeah, for me, so I don't ever want to see any type of traditional PvP uh, in Anthem. Um, I think, it, as we've seen from other games where they try and balance those things out, uh, it just never works out. You know, it's uh, one side always suffers, and it's usually the PvE side, and that's really what this game is all about, is the PvE. You know, to me, anyways, that's what that's what Anthem is all about. Um, I know a lot of people like to play PvP, and uh, myself included, but, I mean, there's just some games that it's just not really designed for. I mean, they've already told us, you know, because of that, they don't have to worry about the balancing issues. Because of that, they can make us more like superheroes and have, uh, you know, our levels and our gear actually make a difference, you know. Uh, whereas Destiny goes flat real quick and real real easy uh, because everyone has, you know, there's a meta to which weapons and gear you have to use all the time. And so you can be effective in PvP because the tuning is this for that. And and it's just, it's not good for this type of game. I don't, I don't think it's good for this type of game. Um, now, if they do something similar to, uh, like, Destiny or WoW, where they, uh, you know, or any other game where it's, uh, it's PvE slash PvP, where they have, you know, just there's two teams competing or two or more teams competing, uh, to try and complete uh, an event or whatever that's going on. I see that as an easy way for them to add some kind of PvP. There's still a level of competition, um, you know, so, I mean, it's not directly PvP, but you're still competing against another team. And I think that's the probably the fastest way for them to implement some kind of player versus player competitiveness um, if they want to do that. Uh, like I said, I don't want to see any traditional PvP in Anthem because it'll ruin what is... Anthem. I mean, really. I guess if they do traditional PvP, they could do it by having a uh, completely se- separate, you know, ecosystem where it's like, okay, these are PvP only javelins, and yeah. you can't take any of your gear into into it. Uh, only you can only level up by playing PvP with this javelin. Although I hate those things where it's like, oh, you have to go play PvP to level this part up or to get an achievement or get mm-hmm. this specific type of gear um, because then it's going to force people that don't like that uh, to, to play PvP. And uh, so I, I don't want to be forced to have to play something to get a piece of gear. Um, I mean, besides playing the PvE, I mean, obviously we're playing that. So, But I don't want to be like, oh, I, you can only get this gear in PvP, um, which doesn't make sense to me. So, I think, I think, go ahead, I think it would Ash. be really cool if uh, they if they were to implement something like that, like where they had like, okay, PVP exists, but in order to not grind it so hard, there would be, um, you have a piece of gear that has a PVE, uh, PVE stats and also PVP stats. I think WoW did that like, uh, like after the third expansion or something like that, but like, so that the grind doesn't exist to that extent, and you, but you can still keep going. Like you can earn gear in PVE and if you want, oh yeah, let me play PvP with my friends real quick, just like, uh, and I don't have to grind for that. I can just hop and enjoy it with them. Yeah, I think it's really... yeah. And jumping, uh, jumping off of something that uh, Devin said, if they were to use something like I don't know, like pre-made, like PvP, like javelin loadouts with like special javelin weapons that are only for PvP. I think then you can have uh, you can then allow them to make the changes like balance changes that need to be made without them having to tweak any aspect of any item in PVE. Like just have it be like this is this is the PVP Colossus. 
uh, for long range. This is the PvP Colossus for short range, and the same thing for Storm, Interceptor, you know, like maybe two or three different versions of each Javelin uh, with, you know, things that you wouldn't necessarily have in PvE, you know? And I think, you know, as, as I've been thinking about it, talking about, like, imagining how a PvP match in Anthem would go if it was four on four, or if it was six on six, I mean... The game is built for four for four people per server, and then with the mobility, the flying, the hovering, I mean that just seems like that would be the worst case. That would be the worst place to play a PvP match because you can't shoot while you're flying, and you're flying around the map all the time. I mean, you'd just be being shot at the whole time and not be able to do anything about it. I mean that's the cool part about Anthem being able to fly the verticality, and if you take that to a PvP match. To where you're just playing deathmatch against people, that sounds like you know there that incorporates a whole lot of other issues that normal games don't have to think about. That you can fly the whole time, and that you can't shoot while you're flying. So you're just kind of as you're moving, you're getting shot at. I mean, I don't I don't even know how it would work fundamentally in the game, and I don't know if people, you know, they think, oh look, there's guns. There should be a PvP mode so we can shoot each other. I don't think that would work at all in this game unless you're just you know you can't fly now and i don't know if anyone would want to play a pvp pvp match where you can't fly because that seems like you're taking away the whole you know power suit armor aspect of anthem well but then so. that that also creates the idea or the thing about the maps that you'd have to create in pvp in order to balance the flying and shooting aspect i mean you'd have to have levels and like vertical mazes up yeah, I mean, it would be, it'd almost be just ridiculous. You know, like, I'm, I'm, I'm breaking my brain here thinking about a map for PvP where you can fly but not shoot, so you have to land, so there has to be places you for hover you to land. Shoot. You can hover and shoot. But that's like, hey, look at me, shoot me, I'm hovering. I know, that, <laughs> like, in Borderlands and in Diablo 3, they have a little arena battle mode that some people have been asking for. It's like, hey, if I just want to duel against my friend, and we just fight out with whatever we have, and, you know, one person wins, and then that's it. You know, people said they want something like that. But then, you know, after playing Diablo 3 a bunch, you know, there's a lot of people that still want that duel mode to be expanded to an actual PvP mode, and they know... Uh, Blizzard knows they'll never be able to do that and they'll never be able to balance it with the gear that they have so it's like where it's not going to happen don't ask for it it's never going to work if you've ever played those it's like okay yeah you shoot each other in the face and and that's it and then you're done (laughs) so that was fun so no pvp good I mean yeah let's go ahead and build a whole new pvp mode in 220 <laughs> days and i'm sure it'll be great right out the gate no one will complain about it at all no one will, no one will complain well no one will complain anyway because yeah. people don't complain about stuff that comes no out no one complains on the internet never yeah, <laughs> yeah i know every the internet's full of reasonable you know open-minded individuals we we've been on for 50 minutes and people have complained 38 times so don't worry about it all right thank you good. thank you yeah, for reminding me that we've been on for 50 minutes so we're going to end our pvp discussion we're going to go into our quiz portion of our podcast Jeez. in light of jd has been telling us all about bioware the whole time he's been on this podcast mike and devin and i are like sure dude whatever we have no idea what you're talking about i don't know what a turian <laughs> is i don't know what a solarian is oh, i don't even I know, know if i said about. that right <laughs> so no, you don't. now that we no, have don't. another i'll take um, this quiz i'll show you okay devin you can take it too. now that we have another bioware master with ash on 
We're, of course, going to put you in a player versus player mode. Since Anthem doesn't have it, we're going to create it here on the podcast where you guys are going to compete <laughs> against each other. So this is our Bioware quiz. So this is how it's going to work. Okay, so I'm going to take you through the, all the, uh, the mechanics of this game. Did you just put gunners on? <laughs> gunners? Put your hands no. up so you can't be searching anything, JD. All right? Yeah. Hands up. Can't be searching. I, 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 I am pushing my push to talk button because of our lovely <laughs> fifth host, uh, Skittles, in the other room. So The old bird. All right. So this is how the quiz is going to go. Okay. So Ash and JD are going to go head-to-head in this Bioware battle. Mike and Devin are going to take turns choosing a category of which I'm going to ask a question from. And then Ash and JD are going to have to race to answer the question as I'm reading it. So whoever, you're going to have to come up with a catchphrase that you shout out that we can figure out who said it first. And then you're going to have to answer a question. So and Mike and JD, before I ask that, are going to pick who they think is going to get the question right. So if they pick the right person, you said JD, but did you mean Devin? Yeah, you know what I mean. So I'm just making sure everybody out there does. All right, <laughs> you got this. So then you guys are going to pick. Mike and Devin are going to pick whether JD or Asher are going to get it right. So you're going to guess if they're going to get the question right. And if you guess the person that got it right, you'll get points. And the person that got the question right are going to get equal amount of points. So at the end of this, we're going to see who's the best. You know, chooser of the of the Bioware champion and who's the best Bioware champion? Okay, and you you won't so, get a so trophy. So wait a second. Go ahead. There's a mollusk and a sea cucumber. No, no. And they're both walking. No, nobody's walking. <laughs> what is happening? Nobody's talking. Mike's confused about. I'm so confused. Okay, so this is what's gonna happen, Mike. I'm gonna say, um, what am I gonna say? See, you're throwing me off with all of your uh, Pixar quotes here. All right, so this is what's going to happen. Mike and what? <laughs> how about how about you ask a question? No, we will is... shout our name if no, we no. know the answer, and you will call on us. Because I will tell you, Mike and Devin, you guys will not know the answers to this. So, Michael, I need you to give me a number. Odds are even. Odd. Okay, it's even. So, Devin, you are going to pick for question number one. You are okay. going to pick whether you think JD is going to get it right or whether Ash is going to get it right. Ash is going to get it right. Okay. <laughs> so then I'm going to ask this question, and JD, you have to come I'm up. I'm going to embarrass myself somewhere here. It's going to, like. Don't worry. I've, oh, already, I've already embarrassed myself, so don't worry about it. I have faith in you also, JD. So, so, does that mean, so does that mean Ash is the only one who gets to answer? No. So I'm going to ask the question, then JD and Ash are going to buzz in with your super secret um, personal catchphrase. You guys have to select your catchphrase now, whatever you're going to yell, so that we Shepherd. know. Shepard! Okay, so Ash is going to yell Shepard. JD, you're going to yell... Warden. I don't know what those mean, so we're just going to go with that. And then we're gonna, I'm going to ask the question. Whoever answers it first is going to get points. And if Devin, uh, if Ash gets it, Devin will get points. So that's how we're going to do what this. If, but what if I think Ash is going to get it? Well, it doesn't matter. You got the roll wrong. Yeah. So you're going to have to pick on the next one. All right, so here we go. Your, your PvP mechanics are weird, man. They're, they're very convoluted, and they'll never work. So this is kind of like an Anthem PvP. Gone through many levels of testing. Don't worry. I know. <laughs> this is the first time, all right? This has been the first show. All right, question number right. one. This is a question uh, in the Dragon Age universe, okay? So get your Dragon Age on here. So Dragon Age 2 was released in what year? What? Oh, you're supposed to say Shepard. Oh, Shepard. <laughs> Did you say what? Oh, my God. 
And in a self-fulfilling prophecy... (laughs) What? (laughs) That's a Dragon Age question. I just totally just brain farted it there. I'm so sorry. (laughs) No, it's fine. We'll cap it out and use it in future shows. Don't worry about it. Yeah. No, she is right, though. I didn't hear an answer. I was too busy laughing. I'm sorry. (laughs) 21. That is correct. I could have told you that, Steven. Come on. You could not have told me oh, that. Oh, Devin, sit in the back and All right. Chill so, so Devin and Ask get, get points on that. The points don't matter. They're all made up. So, Mike, you get no. to pick now. Who's going to get that. this next question correct? Um, I'll go with JD. I think he can do it. Okay. So, here we go. <clears throat> this is another Dragon Age question. I don't know what game it's from. It's from Dragon Age, right? I use the wiki. Who orchestrated the peace conference in the original Dragon Age? It's like in the beginning of the game. I like played the beginning of the game. Are we talking about Dragon Age Origins or are we talking about Dragon Age Inquisition? You know, yes. <laughs> I think it's the original Dragon Age. Which one's the original Dragon Age? Dragon Age 1. I mean, the, the, the peace conference was at the beginning of uh, Inquisition, so... Sure. Uh, yeah, Shepard. That would have been, uh, oh, yeah. that would have been oh. the Chantry and the Mages, right? Hey, you buzz in. Warden, warden, warden. You already said <laughs> Go ahead, Ash. Um, Damn. Okay, so I think it's, we're talking about Dragon Age Inquisition. It was basically, it was supposed to be a summit between uh, between the chan- uh, the Chantry, uh, the Mages and the Templars. It was going to be orchestrated by Divine Justinia and I can't believe uh, you got that. That blows my mind that you were able to answer that question. I can keep going. I know. Did you write the Wikipedia entry? Because that was like almost verbatim. No. Actually, I'm like, sorry. I I I was previously accused of jacking information from the from the wiki for a whole bunch of my lore guides, and I'm like, no, I've just played like all the games again and again and again yeah and then you wrote the wiki i'm like i was all right oh man i'm sorry mike i let you down yeah big time i mean you did you dropped that ball i think you could probably get a phd in bioware like backstory and lore i'm pretty sure that's a thing (laughs) he knew the answer he just you know forgot to forgot Forgot to buzz in forgot to buzz in correctly all right all right so forgot to buzz in all right, next question. So, Devin, you get to pick. So, what is it? Ash is two for two now, right? With Ash, yes, Ash know, is the, two for two. <laughs> okay, so this, <laughs> this next one JD. is hard, okay? This next one's Come hard. On, JD. So, we are moving to the Mass Effect universe here, okay? I now believe in JD. <laughs> okay, so this one's hard. So, you need to name the nine races of the Milky Way galaxy from Mass are Effect. You- no, all nine? Warden. You gotta chime in first. Oh, there you go. Oh, okay. Shepard. God damn it. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let's see. Uh, humans, uh, Krogans, Turians, Quarians, Asari, uh, Drell? Did mm-hmm. I already say Solarian? Uh, Drell is incorrect. <gasps> Drell. <clears throat> They're in the Milky Way galaxy, though. Uh, this. Hey, I just pulled this off the they wiki. Visit. Ash wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. she right. changed so, it. So if you're t- if you're telling me, Hanar, uh, oh, Hanar, uh, what's uh, the? It's the one that looked like floating blimps. 
with the legs. I don't know. Well, the, the, those are the Hanar. Those sure, are the Hanar. I, you, then, you could have told me they were the the Beavis. I would have believed yeah. you. So, <laughs> ac- according to the wiki, it's the human, Turian, Asari, Salarian, Krogan, Quarian. Is that how you say that? No one kill me, yeah, please. Quarian. The Volus. Quarian. The Hanar and the Elcor. Yep. So that's mm-hmm. the name. So. Do you want to know the easy way of remembering all of them? Yes, I do. You have a mnemonic for that? Sort of. So Morden in Mass Effect 2, he sings um, he sings the entire oh. thing. Nigga, what is it? Uh, I am the very model of a scientist Solarian. I study species Turian, Asari, and Batarian. I got, oh my god, I can't remember all of them right now. Oh, but you gotta keep song, going. Nope, you gotta keep going. <laughs> we'll give, it's a college. We are not ending this show until we get that. <laughs> I need to remember. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. We My, need that. You know, science bad. studies range from species, uh, from something to agrarian. I am the very model of a scientist, a I don't know. What, I don't know what's happening, but I'm enjoying it. So I'm just gonna <laughs> let it keep going. I'm glad I had this question down do, here. Do I get do I get points for that, or am I totally wrong? I'm gonna give God. both of you points for trying to sing that song. So, and I'm yeah. gonna give Mike and Devin points for encouraging it. So here we go. You guys all got points for that. Okay, so whose turn? I think it's Mike's turn to pick. We are sticking with the Mass Effect universe here. Um, I, I believe we're going to Mass Effect Andromeda. Oh, Andromeda. So, uh, JD, you haven't got one yet. I'm counting on you, man. Like, like pull this out now. I'm All not right. getting a jump at war, so you might. I think you got it. <laughs> All right, so here we go. How many years was the Hyperion Arc traveling through space? Son of a bitch. Devin. <laughs> oh, Devin. Go ahead, Devin. In. I guess. <laughs> 600 years. <laughs> I. Devin, you just broke Steven's PvP. You really did break my PvP. I don't, you're, you're like a character that glitched through the map and got into the. <laughs> got into the area you weren't supposed to have so i i'm gonna let before i tell you if you're right or wrong i'm gonna let jd answer or well jd or ash because you guys are supposed to chime in here uh warden ah. I, I i don't Bless know why you. the only the only number that's uh that's standing out in my brain is like 573 so that's that's oddly I, I specific I, if that's the only, that's why I'm like I, I don't know if that's right or if that's something else entirely. Like that could be like my, I don't know my dry cleaning number. Yeah. Huh. Also oddly specific. Ash, do you want to take a stab at this? So it's either seven hundred and thirty-four, or it's six hundred and thirty-four. Wow! It is six hundred and thirty-four years. <laughs> that was so close. I knew. This. <laughs> I know this one. It's close. That I I am Damn. impressed. I'm Devin. I'm impressed that you were that close. Because I didn't even know you could read, and Ash, I'm impre- <laughs> Ash, I'm impressed that you you got it that close. Well done. All right. Well, so she the- was she was within a hundred though. I mean, give or take. Well, give or take. She said six hundred and thirty-four. Right. So anyway, okay. Because I so- remember having to say it like six million times in videos. Like, yeah, it's by the way, it's six hundred thirty-four. It's six hundred thirty-four. Nice. So oh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give it. this one to Devin because he was close. I'll give him half points. And I'll give Ash f- uh, full points. Can I give Ash, my I give full points, points anyways because JD got it wrong? Well, <laughs> my PvP mode is very confusing. You have to, it's very hard to understand. Right. You have to min max a lot. Okay, this is the last question. 
Oh, thank goodness. This is an anthem question. So, um, Devin, you get to pick um, who you're going to go with this one. Your co-host has been podcasting with you about anthem for the last year and a half. Or Ash. Not to say that Ash doesn't know anything about anthem, but I know is... nothing about anthem. What you've done? Okay, so All right, here we JD, go. I'm going to put my faith in you on the last question here. Save the best for last. Oh man! And uh, if you let me down, I'll be okay. You're out of the herd. <laughs> we'll be okay. Okay, here we go. In the EA Play demo, the freelancers have to collect six blanks and put them into the blank. What are the blanks? Shepherd. Warden. Oh, Ash. Ash. Echoes. Ash first. Echoes. Okay. Echoes and into the. Oh, there was a second part. There's two blanks. Yeah. I. God, I can you explain want, it, you but I don't remember the actual <laughs> name. <laughs> Come on, you can. Put, you, I don't know if there's a the, song yet about it, so. Oh God. Um. No, there's no song about it, but there should be. Uh, <laughs> Mike, can you make up a song real quick? I can. It's actually ready to go as soon as she answers this question. That, they put the echoes into the... You put the lime in the coconut. The coconut the, oh, no, I don't know. Okay, I passed. Sorry. Okay. <gasps> she passed. Right, JD. Go ahead, JD, JD, for the win. You can pull this uh, one out. I'm, it's uh, Shaper Echoes and uh, I, I believe it's into the Shaper Relic. I don't know. Yeah, you put the thing into this like wrist looking thing that looks like, like Dragon Age. Sound wave, you know. Put the thing. <laughs> it's like Dragon Age. You put the thing you, in. The you thing put the six echoes into the shaper interface. Oh, interface. Oh, I have one more question here for the tiebreaker. So real quick, and anyone can answer this. So how many games has Bioware released to date? Mike. Go ahead, Mike. Ooh. Eighteen. That is correct. <laughs> and Steven thought we would know nothing about it. I'm pretty sure Mike uh, read my quiz before, but I'll give you that anyway because I can't, I can't verify that. He looked at the interface. Yeah, I did. He I looked, looked at, at the interface. interface. It's just like if you type in oh, you know any yeah. information down ahead of time in the podcast. One time. Notes. One time. Your notes. One time. So we're gonna we're gonna say congratulations to our guest Ash for dominating our quiz with the Mad Dragon Age knowledge. That <laughs> yeah, very impressed. Well done. Thank you, thank you. JD, so, you better go back and play Dragon Age. Uh, looks so oh, <laughs> Before next week, we expect a full run through, and we will be asking all the questions that hit between home. moving <laughs> and everything else that's going on in your life. Uh, Got nothing oh, man. else going on. Oh, well, there's 12 hours at night where everybody's asleep. Don't worry about it. That's not enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, freelancers, for me, Devin, JD, Mike, and Ash, this has been episode... What episode is this? 46? Yeah, I think it's episode 46. This has been episode 46 of the Freelancer Codex podcast, the longest-running anthem podcast on the internet. We like to thank our guest. Can't talk now. Ask for joining us. English is hard, and hope to have you back uh, pretty soon. Until next time, freelancers, there's a shipper storm coming. We'll see you on the other side. Peace. Later. Peace. Now I'm going to play this thing so you guys can't talk. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Freelancer Codex, on Facebook at Freelancer Codex, I said no talking, or through email at freelancercodex at gmail.com. Join the Discord through the link provided at freelancercodex.com. 
our show will always be free. But if you'd like to send some support, you may do so at patreon.com slash freelancercodex. Our individual Twitter handles are at Stephen Lamson, at mlamson25, at neverfear, and at JD the Joke Dealer. Freelancers, it's time to get to work.